0: Hey, this is Hunter Henry of the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast.
1: Hey, we're rolling, we're rolling. We got all game all Stay cool, man. We got something special for y'all today. You're listening to the Full 10
2: Yards Podcast. To
1: the 10, right to the 5, stood in for the score. Touchdown! Yeah!
0: Yes, welcome in everyone. Three long weeks since the Super Bowl. It is good to be back. Had a little recharge of the batteries and we are full steam ahead for the 2021 NFL season. They say there's no such thing as the off-season. There's already plenty for us to talk about. Things might look and feel and sound a little bit different around here heading into 2021. We've promised a bit of a shake-up. Get the first preview of that tonight with a bit of a new format to the podcast and some new cast members for me to introduce very shortly. Before I do that, though, it would be... Wrong of me not to just say a big thank you to all the contributions of our good friend, Lawrence Voss, who you can now find at NFL Fan in England on Twitter. Lawrence, thanks for everything over the last couple of years, mate. Been an absolute pleasure and a football education for me, indeed. Uh, but like I say, if you want to carry on following Lawrence's work, that's where you'll find him moving forward. However, as Lawrence departs, it you know, opens up some opportunities for a couple of new people in the huddle and I'm delighted to be joined by these two wonderful fellas on the screen for those of you watching along on the social channels. Welcome in Steve and Ben. Steve, Steve, evening mate, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, thank you mate. Um, good to be on again. I had one guest appearance last year uh, in the middle of the season. Um, so yeah, it's good to good to be back and good to be talking football again after, after a few weeks off.
0: Absolutely, mate. You obviously must have done all right, mate, to come back for a second go. That guest appearance obviously didn't fall flat on its face. I think your beanie hat gives it away, mate, but just for those that don't know yet, yeah, a little bit about you, who you support, that kind of stuff, mate.
1: I'm our resident Birds fan. Um, I'm sure I'll get some abuse from Tim for that. Um, but, yeah, I started watching the NFL in 2005 after the uh, Patriots-Eagles Super Bowl, uh, and I've just been following the Eagles ever since. Um uh, and yeah, um, started uh, with you guys last season. So excited to get started on the podcast. And
0: Yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Looking forward to it indeed. And at the bottom of the screen, a man that's been covering the NFL in his own right, but now part of the full 10 yards family. Welcome in, Ben. Ben, how are you, mate?
2: I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, as you say, uh, most people may know me as UK Pigskin. So uh, the UK Pigskin's been poached and is now part of the full 10 yards family. But uh, yeah, I'm delighted to be here. So. Thank you for uh, inviting me to be part of this new trio.
0: No, absolutely, mate. Pleasure is all ours indeed. And similar to the question I asked, Steve, mate, just for those that don't know who you are and who you follow and all of that kind of good stuff, mate. Who can people expect you to be cheering for on a Sunday evening?
2: Uh, as the name I say as the name suggests, I'm a Rams fan. Uh, Rams fan, no connection to LA, but my second name is Ramsdale, which is a long screen, uh, so... Ramsdale Rams, you know that's why I've gone for the Rams and uh, yeah, been following them since about 2017. So not that long, uh, but yeah. So basically, as soon as the Rams turned turned half decent, I started following them. But <laughs> nothing, nothing to do with that, of course. Oh, of course, mate, of
0: course, of course. As you can see, ladies and gents, I'm still the only person in this team that didn't jump on the bandwagon and support a decent team at the start of my NFL fanhood. But we'll get onto that, I'm sure, plenty throughout the course of the season. As you can see, like I say, things will be a little bit different. Obviously, the off-season's a little bit different anyway, but you will see on the screen, and those of you listening along, we have got 10 topics to cover in today's podcast. They are going to include JJ Watt, Plenty of quarterback movement, some free agency stuff. We're obviously getting towards the draft, so we'll turn our eyes back 12 months. Also ties in with a couple of articles that our fabulous writers are putting together that will be hitting the website over the coming week or so. And then just a couple of little bits about some of our favourite TV coverage. And a few drunken tales from the newbies emulating Tom Brady on his Super Bowl barge. But let's get going, fellas. And obviously, the big news broke yesterday. The man himself broke it, didn't he, in terms of JJ Watt revealing on Twitter that he was indeed going to sign with the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, Josh Edwards already put a written article up on the website. Check that out, as ever, at fulltenyards.com. But Steve, I'm going to pose you the question, my friend. It seemed a bit of a strange move. Is it a good move or is this just a money move for JJ What?
1: Yeah, it was a bit of an odd one. I don't think anyone was really expecting the Cardinals. I think that was a bit of an um, out-of-the-blue move that no one was really anticipating, especially considering that Cardinals pass rush is already so good um you know he like he joins the likes of Chandler Jones and, and Hassan Reddick and they also bring pressure from from not just the the uh, defensive line but also from from all across the field they like to mix it up um and adding him to that line obviously makes it even better um I, I'm not convinced I'm not so convinced uh jj what anymore like obviously he's still a good player but is he still that elite status i'm not so sure um the contract is huge 31 million dollars with 23 million guaranteed over two years i think it's really interesting that they've only done it over two years rather than any longer than that it shows that how long they think he's got left his shelf life's obviously not very much anymore and it's really interesting to look at his stats over the last few seasons um Interestingly, in his first five years in the NFL, after his rookie year there, because four years he went to the Pro Bowl in every year. But then following that, in the next five years in the NFL, he's only ever played all 16 games twice. So is there, an, including last season in, his, in age 31, so is there an injury problem coming in? I'm not so sure. That's certainly a question that needs to be asked. It's a lot of money to pay someone that's only played the full slate of games twice in the last five years. So I'm um, I'd be concerned about that if he goes down for the season and then that's one year of 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 only two you've got him for. So it's interesting. But it's it's probably good to note that this class of of pass rushers that are coming up in the 2021 draft, there's no what you would call blue chip pass rush prospects. Um there's a couple of good players, but are they the elite style of uh, of the likes of last year's draft and, and certainly like chase young and players like that, probably not. So it's interesting that the, the the Cardinals have dipped into free agency whilst Kyler Murray saw his rookie contract. They've got a bit of money extra. They've got that money that they can allocate to someone like JJ Watt. So it's interesting to see that they've 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 brought him in. I didn't think he'd end up there, but I'm I'm really intrigued as to what the NFC West is going to look like now with that defense. Um are they actually going to be realistically able to challenge for the NFC West next year it's an interesting question because the the uh, the next topic of conversation is going to be on another NFC West team so i think that probably uh probably is a good time to then uh go into the next topic which is uh for you ben and i guess staying in the NFC West with with your team is matt stafford the right man to lead the rams or is it uh, is it too late
2: I'll just say before, I'm sick of the NSEA West. Yeah, every time you just think it's getting a little bit easier, it just... It's someone else like... In terms of, it, yeah, Matt Stafford, 100% I'm all all about Matt Stafford. I think he's going to make a huge difference to the Rams. I know there's a lot... I think there's a consensus with Matt Stafford. It's very 50-50. There's a lot of people that think, oh, he's no better than golf, which absolute nonsense, by the way. He's a million times better than Jared Goff. Um... But, yeah, the Rams the Rams last season, they were so... The, the defence, it was number one defence in the NFL. The defence won so many games last year. And then you look at the games that they lost, and a lot of that was due to turnovers. And who was the man behind the ball and who was the man giving away those turnovers? It was Jared Goff. Will Matt Stafford turn the ball over as much as Jared Goff? Absolutely not. Is that fact? No, it's not like nobody knows that until the season gets underway. But I, I'd bet a lot of money that the Rams will be a much, much better offense with Matt Stafford. I just think Sean You could tell how, he got to like a halfway point of the season. Sean McVay's confidence in Goff had gone. He wasn't, he wasn't really defending him as much in press conferences and things like that. And when you, when your head coach loses uh, faith in you, then it's very, very unlikely that you're gonna get it back. You've seen that with obviously you've seen that with the Eagles and Carson Wentz. So uh yeah, it's one of those. I don't hate Goff at all. I got us to a Super Bowl at the end of the day. I think he's a decent quarterback, but I also think it's a tough, tough one for him to go to the Lions. The Lions could be looking at the number one pick next year. I mean, I just yeah, it's a tough one. And with that, let let me just flip that over back to you, Steve. Um, Jar- Oh, should I flip it back to Sean actually? Jared Goff. Will he be in the Lions? He's contracted till 2022. Will he be in the Lions come 2022? What do you reckon?
0: Well, if your prediction that they're going to get the number one pick comes to fruition, I think it's fairly safe to <laughs> say that he won't be on the Rams, end. friend. I don't think he'll be anywhere near as bad as that. I think it's easy to forget how good Jared Goff was just a couple of short years ago. Um, you know, he went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes in a famous Monday night matchup. You know, when he finished, what was it, 60-odd points to 55 or whatever it was. Ridiculous. Um, I think Goff needs a good run game around him. That's obviously always been questionable in Detroit, seemingly forever. Um, They obviously got some good games out of DeAndre Swift towards the back end of last year. Um, So whether that can continue. Uh, There's obviously questions in terms of the likes of Kenny Galladay, who's someone we're going to come on to later. Is he going to be back? He's obviously a massive weapon on the outside. Uh, but the Rams, uh, sorry, the Lions feel very much in, in rebuild. Obviously, a new head coach has obviously acquired a number of picks with the the Matt Stafford trade. So you would suggest that the trajectory for the Lions is actually looking at building something over the course of the next two to three years. Will they keep Goff for that long? I think Goff, like I say, has got a real chance to bounce back. His contract's horrible, and that, let's face it, that's partly the reason that I think the, the Rams were actually glad to sort of get him moved on. It was a horrible contract that he was given, um, you know, and ultimately he was paid an awful lot of money to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league and didn't necessarily perform anywhere near that level, and obviously has ultimately paid the price by being moved on. I think he's competent enough. I think he struggles under pressure. Um, You know, so he's going to obviously need a good line around him. And like I say, that run game for me is is what's needed to really take the pressure off even further. But I think there's certainly worse options than Jared Goff. He's still only young. If it does work out, yeah, then potentially the Lions have got the quarterback to take them through this rebuild. Um, However, like I say, they, they have obviously got a lot of holes on the roster. It's a lot of money tied up in a quarterback that isn't necessarily certainly set in. The world alighted know I don't think there was many Lions fans jumping up and down when the trade went down, although they did get some decent value in return for Stafford. Um, so I think it will be interesting. But I, I think Goff's, like you say, fairly decent. Um, I mentioned one of the big names there in Detroit, and that's, of course, Kenny Golladay. Steve, we're going to ask you a bit of a tough question here. I'm going to give you three wide receivers as we're approaching free agency. gets underway in two weeks' time. I'm going to only give you the option that you can tag one Signed one and you have to release one so you can't just say you're going to tag all three of them if that's what you were hoping to get away with but the three options i'm going to give you are alan robinson kenny Golliday, and chris godwin what's your thoughts on those three my friend
1: that's a tough one um i think there's been so much talk around alan robinson over the last sort of uh his, i mean his entire career really his entire career has been has been fraught with he's had two of the worst quarterbacks you know in 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 um, uh, mitch trubisky with the bears and then previous to that with with blake Balls. so it's 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 really tough to to say is he is he a, an elite receiver and who's just been performing out of his skin with these awful quarterbacks or is he has he found his level and actually would he get shown up on a team where there's a, a quality player in front of him? It's really difficult to say. Um, and then in terms of uh, Kenny Galladay and Chris Godwin. I, it I, it's it's tough to separate them apart. It really is. It's really tough to, to separate them. I think I think that uh, Robinson wants out. I don't think he'll stand for another year another year in Chicago. Um, and I think that they uh, Chicago probably know that. Um, but are they willing to just release him? I don't think he'd sign a new contract. Um, so I don't think it, it's interesting to. I think they'd have to release him. I don't think they'll. Um, uh, i don't think they'll they'll have any other choice um and then in terms of um kenny golliday will will the lions want to put more money into that position will they want to give Ga- uh, Goff new weapons you know will they look to take a receiver in the upcoming draft there's some some real top receivers coming up so again could that be a case of of they um have they look to release him i don't know and then in terms of uh of chris godwin uh, can, can the tag be would the tag be used on him I don't know the tag is not something that's used very often especially for wide receivers so I can't see it I mean is it possible to say release on all three because I <laughs> that might be where it heads I really do um, I don't think the tag is realistically something that's gonna ha- happen um, in terms of in terms of any of those three um, but what I'll do is I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, throw that over to to Ben and ask him a, a, a similar question. Um, in terms of of defensive players now. So with the same with the same pr- uh, principle with a tag slash sign slash release uh, between um, Shaq Barrett, Von Miller, and Bud Dupree.
2: Oh, is, Von, is Von Miller already gone? Von Miller's been re- released, hasn't he? Have I just made that up?
1: I think he's injured, as far as I'm aware. He got re- he, he, he suffered was it an Achilles tear? I think mid season, but I don't think he's been released yet, as far as I'm aware.
2: Yeah, so I saw. I think there's been a lot of talk about him being one of the ones that were released, but if if you aren't, I don't know. It's it's such a in similar, but it's such a tough one. Like, where'd you go there? I think Shaq Barrett, yeah, you've got to sign him. I don't think he was a standout on the books defense, but he's a big part of obviously the defense that just won a Super Bowl. You've got to sign Shark Barrett like at the end of the day. Um Von Miller again, it, it depends if he is does he want a, does he want another ring? Uh, he's not gonna get it with the Broncos, let's be serious. So the Broncos put the losses and rebuild. Um probably I don't it's it's all it's very it's a tough one. It's a it's a very tough one. I probably I probably because 'cause I'm wrong, I think the Broncos want to start again quarterback wise. Basically, uh, like a lot of teams, like you've said in in the previous question, I, a lot of teams want to start again. Broncos are one of them. So if you want to start again and quit losses, release really Miller. Uh, start again, rebuild from the very bottom upwards. Uh, Bud Dupree. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not different on Bud Dupree anyway. Um, just released the guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's just my that's just my personal opinion. I'll, I'll have people shouting at me for that, but it, it's um yeah, I'm not a big Bud Dupree fan person, so just the guy. Uh, but I, let me just let me just keep stick on the quarterback, uh, quarterback merry go around, if you will, because uh, we, we spoke there about teams rebuilding the bro- building. I think when you mentioned Steve Allen, robbing someone out, I think a lot of that would depend. Say for example, what if the Bears get Deshaun Watson? Not saying they will, I don't think they will, but what if the Bears got this Sean Watson? Does Alan Obson then want to leave? Probably not. So, Sean, let's go to you. There's obviously going to be a lot more quarterback uh, merry go rounding, if you will, before the season begins. What's the next time to fall in that aspect, you reckon?
0: What a what a tough question, mate. I mean, have you ever known an off season like it? It just seems as though everybody is available for the right price, doesn't it? I mean, who would have thought we'd even be considering the likes of Russell Wilson, uh, Deshaun Watson moving teams? You just thought these were guys that were going to be at the relative clubs for you know the, the duration of the careers. But yeah, whether these things will actually materialise, we'll wait and see. I mean, obviously the Texans seemingly playing hardball with Deshaun Watson. You could argue rightfully so. Um, you know, there's. I'm all for a bit of player power, don't get me wrong, but, you know, I think you know, the, there's enough that the Texans have done over the last few years has been more than questionable. I think, you know, getting rid of the star quarterback would be the last nail in the coffin for a number of fans. So, you know, absolutely, mm. they should be playing hardball with him. Russell Wilson, I think, you know, Will he go? I mean, I, I really like the pitch from the uh, the mayor of New Orleans, um, trying to actually get him across. And I think Drew Brees took kindly to that. And Drew Brees obviously released a workout video. So maybe Drew Brees is coming back. There's obviously Dak Prescott. Do the Cowboys want to re-sign him? You know, you'd have thought that that would have been done and dusted. Obviously, how does the injury that he suffered last year impact on, on the decision that the the Cowboys make? You know, you can't see them letting him hit free agency. Um, the tag's going to be what 37 million for a a quarterback on the tag i mean i mean if i was Dak, i would back myself and probably play on the tag um the way he started off last year i mean you know he was on for incredible numbers wasn't he so if i was Dak, i'd certainly be looking to do that um chicago's a strange one they've got that much money tied up already in trubisky and in foals to sort of add another one to the mix just seems bizarre to Miami move on from two up. There, there are so many possibilities, but I can't give you a good answer. And I think that's great. I don't want to give you a good answer. I think that's part of the intrigue of this offseason. Who knows who actually could end up playing anywhere? So a really interesting debate yesterday um, on PFT, on, on Sky Sports. And they are actually saying, you know, with confidence, w- which quarterbacks currently on rosters today will be the starters for their team in four years' time. And the list was minimal. Absolutely minimal that the guys came up with. So... For me, really intriguing. I think it adds to the excitement to the off-season. Big thank you to you two boys for bailing me out there because those that are aware, I completely went out of order there. So well done, fellas. You've passed your test on your first podcast. Bailed me (laughs) out completely. Let's get back in the order that we were scheduled to be going in and let's uh, cast our mind back to the NFL draft of 12 months ago. Um, And let's talk about some of the diamonds that came out of that draft. Obviously, mock drafts will be a plenty all over the internet and social media in the coming weeks and you'll get to know about all the first round or potential first round selections but often steve it's the guys pick later on diamonds in the rough talk us through a couple of your favorite players from last year that outperformed expectations
1: yeah that was a bit of a bit of a, a shock there when you asked me that question and i wasn't expecting <laughs> it but keep us on our tours. i like yeah. it um, um yeah i think it, it it's it's always difficult to pick sort of uh, diamonds in the for one season because I, I think with rookies, especially uh, later rookies as well, a lot of them are not picked to play immediately and their, their roles can be quite limited. But there's definitely a few that stand out. I think, you know, honourable mentions to, to guys that were perhaps picked a bit too early to be considered a diamond in the rough from later rounds. Like, guys like Jeremy Chin. Like, he's been an absolute star for, for Carolina. Um, I would say Jonathan Taylor as well, but probably, again, a bit too high. Um, I would certainly want to give a mention to... Um, to, uh, I, Michael Onwenu, who the Patriots picked, um, he was a sixth round pick. He played eighty snaps uh, at each left guard, right guard, and right tackled uh, right tackle, and he played well at each position. Uh, had a grade of seventy nine at each three positions. That's that's really impressive to be able to to shift along the line. And usually, guys, especially between tackle and and guard, usually guys that you 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 get aligned to one single position and that's the position you play it's really difficult to shift especially in the nfl and for a sixth round guy to be to be that good i think that's really impressive but i think my my standout guy um again another honorable mention to to chase claypool again an early round pick but considering how many wide receivers went before him i think he 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 did quite well um, for the steelers he certainly had a big game against philadelphia and put up some huge numbers um Uh, through the season and considering the number of wide receivers that went before him I think he was about the eighth or ninth wide receiver taken so um, but my main my main one I want to talk about is it was actually a um uh, an undrafted rookie um Jaguars running back James Robinson um I mean he was second amongst rookies with 1400 scrimmage yards um He's only the fourth undrafted rookie with at least 1,000 rushing yards. Uh, He had 10 touchdowns, seven seven rushing and three receiving. Uh, And in a Jacksonville team that lost 15 games, like that's such an incredible record to have. And I think he has to be top of the tree when it comes to to looking at draft players that stood out. I mean, he wasn't even drafted. He was undrafted rookie. Mm um so to be able to put up those numbers um i think i think running backs is quite a common area for a lot of running backs go undrafted and then teams pick them up and they can end up being really really good that's why i thoroughly believe that you should never pay running backs because they're a dime a dozen and some of them you can pick up uh you know as an undrafted free agent and then they can go on and have seasons like he just did so yeah for sure um I think we'll flip it round and uh, continuing on with the order this time. Uh, we'll flip it over to Ben um, and and sort of flip the question on its head. So I guess what what were some rookies that that? And I guess it might be difficult to answer this, but what rookies do you think were were so much expected of them and just didn't perform? Who who flopped
2: so to speak in their rookie season? That's it, see. Give me the tough one. The obvious one uh, that a lot of people have been talking about is uh, is Tua. I, I don't agree with that at all. Uh, I think yeah, he had a tough first season, but the guy was coming off a near career-ending injury. He didn't have a pre-season because of COVID. I think the Tua criticism is extremely, extremely harsh. Uh, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just like, I'm not getting into that one. I, I think we'll see the best of Tua next year, and I hope we do anyway. In terms of rookies, I think just didn't perform. Not that that they didn't perform. I think for a top-round pick and for someone that was very highly touted, I think Isaiah Simmons didn't live up to the hype at all. Mm. I don't know why he just didn't seem to get that many snaps throughout the year. I mean, I don't know, again, I don't know whether that's just protecting him being a rookie. But for someone that was touted to be that much of a star, he didn't really do that much. I might be wrong because I've not got the in front of me, but I, I believe he only got one pick, maybe two. Which, for someone coming out of uh, with what I can't even remember what pick he was like, but he was a top 10 pick at the end of the day, and uh, he was tired to go higher than he did, so he was it was basically he was meant to be a steal for the Cardinals at that that, that round. So, you expect him to do a lot more. And you would been mentioned Claypool there, and a lot of uh, wide receivers been before him. The wide receiver that I just think didn't live up to the hype for whatever reason was Henry Ruggs. I mean, can you name one thing that Henry Ruggs did in 2020? Like, seriously, one good thing that Henry Ruggs did. Uh, you expected him to be this explosive thing on the uh, Raiders oh, uh, offence, but uh, no, he, he just wasn't that. The Raiders offence just looked, well, they were so reliant on Darren Waller again, and they looked like they need to dip back into the wide receiver market again. He might be a completely different player next year, um, Henry Ruggs, but for, uh, for a top twenty picking Henry Ruggs, he just he just didn't well his stats just weren't there at all. Um so we'll move on anyway. So I don't want to slag off rookies. They they'll all come good. Like you said, you don't want to you don't like, it's hard to pick <laughs> yeah. the ones that die. the rookies. it's hard to say that they, they all flop. That's why I don't like the criticism of Tua, it to be honest, because um it, it's just a it's just a tough one. The the rookies that they can a lot of them can take a lot uh, longer to develop. But moving on to a completely different topic, uh, which I didn't know until we, still, until we were doing the research for this pod, that uh, Thursday Night Football is going to Amazon Prime. I don't know if you two knew that before doing the research for this pod, but Thursday Night Football is going to Amazon Prime. Uh, so, Steve, let's go to you. And what's your favourite NFL like, coverage team? I know that's a very broad question. There's so many, and there's so many uh, good days that you could choose from there. But what, so what are your favourite like, NFL coverage teams that you could listen to at the moment?
1: Um, hmm, I tell you what, I tell you what, I always look forward to if, if this is sort of what you're asking, I always look forward to um, to listening to Joe Book. Um, I think Joe Book's the best announcer in the NFL, and I won't hear another word about it. I i, I think he's fantastic, uh, he does baseball as well, so I think I, I really like Joe Book, I'm a big fan of his. Um, I, I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, um, Really liked um, Tony Romo when he came in to uh, to join the the pod, uh, the broadcasting booth, and I, I I understand I get it like I get that he's a new insight he's a quarterback he's recently played and he and he obviously can tell a lot of players before they happen but I've just got a bit bored of him like he doesn't really offer too much anymore and I, yeah he's, I mean he's he's okay but that's about it. That's about it. What about you, Sean? This is the last question. That's what. What do you think? Who's who's yours? Do you like Joe Book? I, I, I don't mind Joe
0: Book though. But everybody that listens to this podcast knows, in my opinion, the goat of the commentary booth, my friend, is Mister Kevin Harlan. I I am still gobsmacked. He's not the lead um, man at Kevin CBS. Kevin Harlan is just fantastic. He's absolutely brilliant. He's comedy gold and he's another guy multi-sports does fantastic job i just think in terms of tnf going to amazon prime i think it's an interesting one to see how this develops none of the major networks apparently showing too much interest in thursday night football um which probably doesn't signal good news for its longevity i know a lot of people probably be quite glad of that um i know a lot of people have said that having a double header every monday night would be Better um, in terms of obviously having to deal with the pandemic this year, and obviously that happening, um, you know, organically, if you like, a few times throughout the season. I think people tended to like that sort of format. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. It's obviously a massive opportunity for Amazon. Um, probably won't affect things too much. Obviously in the UK with Sky's TV deal, I believe, covering five years, so we're not going to see any difference. It'll just obviously be a different feed. But it'll be interesting to see what commentators they get because obviously they've been using. Your friend, Mr. O'Buck and Troy Aikman on Thursday nights for the last couple of years. Uh, before that, they obviously used um, Nance and I don't know if Ramo was in then or whether it was Nance and Sims back in the day. Um, but yes, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if Amazon bring anybody in. Potentially an opportunity for Nate Burleson, although he did brilliantly on the uh, the Nickelodeon broadcast and I know Nate's a name to, to look out for in the broadcasting arena. Right, fellas, enough talk of football. I want to talk a little bit personal to you two, fellas. Let's get our listeners and uh, viewers the chance to get to know you a little bit. We all saw Tom Brady's antics on his boats. He's probably still got a headache after uh, all the tequila that he drank on that evening. I want to know, fellas, tell me a little story about when you could have gone toe-to-toe with the goat in a drinking contest and where you ultimately ended falling over or doing whatever it was ridiculous that you did. Steve, let's start with you, buddy.
1: So um, I, I had two to choose from, um, but I, I've gone with this one because uh, I'm not proud of it. So um, so last year, not, not last year, because obviously it was COVID, so we didn't have a Christmas party last year, but the Christmas party the year before at my, my office, we had a big Christmas party at the, um, the local um, football stadium I live in in Essex. So it was a football stadium, like event centre type thing. Uh, and the party went till about half past 12, and obviously, you know, it's a free bar, so everyone drinks as much as they can. I think I had two drinks at all times, because it's a free bar, why wouldn't you? Um, and my, my flatmate came and picked me up at about half past 12 once he kicked out, and he, he got McDonald's on the way, and he bought me a McDonald's, and he uh he threw at me in the in the he has a van and he threw it at me in the van and i didn't know he gave it to me and apparently i was really sad for the whole drive back to our flat because i didn't know he got me mcdonald's until i (laughs) until i got out of the van and it dropped down i was like oh you did get me it so then i went back upstairs to my room uh very quickly the room started spinning i I threw up so hard the next morning I had um, blood shot my entire eye and burst all the blood vessels in my eye and the next day at work we had our, our monthly town hall. So I had to sit in a meeting of the entire company, whilst Ooh, my dear. CEO talked about how the company was doing, and he made everyone in the company, at the count of three, shout who they thought got the drunkest last night. And a lot of people turned around and looked at me with my <laughs> giant bloodshot eye, and I was not proud of that. I ended up having to go home about one o'clock because my hangover was so bad.
0: That's <laughs> how less it seven. Never understood why they have Christmas parties in the middle of the week. That's certainly a Friday or Saturday do, if you it ask was, me, moving forward. Mate.
1: It was a Wednesday night, and I think from <laughs> now on, I think all of the managers in the in the company got together and said, we are never having a Christmas party on a week night ever again because there was too much lost productivity the Thursday afterwards. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. Ben, how about you, buddy?
2: Oh, I don't know. We're going to try to keep it PG, haven't we? Um there's a few I, I sound like an alcoholic there's so many and one that stands out to me uh, a previous girlfriend of mine I, I used to be I used to be you wouldn't be you wouldn't believe it. I used to be quite quiet I used to be like relatively quiet especially when it's like uh, with a girlfriend if you want to be the, the nice classy guy but they, they decided they wanted to like get me drunk and this was a few years back and obviously I wanted to prove that I wasn't this quiet kid I, I had I a been all this and we were playing shot roulette, which I'm sure you've uh, both played before. And they were deliberate. Everything that basically everything was deliberately. They was they was fixing it, so everything went on me, like the the worst shots went to me. But I had to do it, and I was like, oh, basically, yeah. Look at me drinking all these shots, and I I am cool and all all this and whatnot. I got to a stage where I just physically couldn't stand up. And this is different than like my, 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 my girlfriend's family. I'm trying to like look, I'm a, I'm a good match for for your uh, daughter. Here. <laughs> your loving daughter. And um and then her brother, who was obviously the one her brother was it on, so obviously a brother wanted to embarrass me, but her brother was like, let's do the full monty. Um <laughs> so this was a barbecue at my um a barbecue at my I think it was nineteen, nineteen twenty barbecue at my girlfriend's parents' house and her brother's like, let's do the full monty. Whack the whack the music on and there I am stripping off in front of my girlfriend's parents. <laughs> Got down to my boxes and then just threw up everywhere. And then I don't remember anything after that. I remember stripping down to our boxes, which I, I, luckily, I'm glad it didn't go any further than that. I don't think it went any further than that. Um, I went down to our boxes, threw up basically, as soon as I got down to our boxes, then woke up the next day in bed. Um, and then um, was throwing up the following morning. Uh, plentiful. So uh, it we, our relationship didn't last much longer after that. <laughs> uh, I don't think that was the year. But... Um, but yeah uh, there there was a few but I'll, I'll pick that one for the, for the for the listeners,
0: jolly good mate. at least you didn't throw your sausage on the barbecue mate. that's all I'm gonna say on the <laughs> that' is all i'm gonna say
2: absolutely,
0: oh. Right, ladies and gents, like I say, sounded and looked a little bit different. If you've been listening along, watching along, really appreciate your company. As always, you can follow us across all social media channels, and I mean all social media channels. We have now even gone into the world of TikTok. There's not a lot on the channel yet, but again, you prepared for the big relaunch of the brand. We keep teasing it, and like I said, we've got big plans for the year ahead. So you can see there, Full 10 Yards Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and of course, the website, Full10Yards.com. Um, As always, when you go on there, you will see some information about some discount codes that you are able to get from us. So if you want to get any merchandise, you can do so at NFL Europe shop. And if you want to get some stuff direct from the States, we highly recommend the lads over at Five Star Imports. Hit them up on Facebook and Twitter also. Um, Really great service from the lads, I've got to say. Really impressive and obviously a big selection of stuff direct from the States. But like I say, if you want it a little bit close to home, get a discount with us at the NFL Europe shop. Um, you know, please make sure you take advantage of that. Fellas, it's been an absolute pleasure. Really, really enjoyed that. Like I say, be interested to see um, how people respond to it. Please get in touch with us, interact with us on all of those social channels. We may well even have some behind-the-scenes footage and some uh, counter-arguments. I'm pretty sure that we didn't agree with each other on all the points that we made there, chaps. So, like I say, check it out on the socials. And uh, we will be back, hopefully, same time next week if you will all have us and have the the pleasure of us in your ears for another week. Until that time, though, ladies and gents, it's been an absolute pleasure. I remember, everything we do at Full 10 Yards is for the game in this country. Massive supporters of the BritBall game. Anything that you do with us, uh, it all helps the game in this country. So I really appreciate all of your interaction and involvement. And, fellas, we're even closing the pod off differently these these uh, these times. We used to sign off in the great words of Kevin Cable. And, Kev, we still love you, my friend, but we are very much all about BritBall. So, fellas... We will sign off with our new motto, which is all for the game. We'll say the words BritBall after three. So three, two, one, BritBall. BritBall.